Welcome to the Executive Central Podcast. Today, once again, we're looking at managing a performance culture and how to achieve that, you need to consider leadership development at all levels within your business. Well, hello again. I'm Phil Dobby. And once again, Rob Barmer is with me, Managing Director at Executive Central. Now, Rob, we've spoken before about the importance of ensuring that your coaching is covering different levels within the organization, because there is that tendency, isn't there, just to deal with people at the top and then hope that it's going to dribble down. But you really need to look at every level in the organization and make sure they're getting the right sort of coaching and, and the right sort of training as well, I guess, that's that's relevant to their job and their role within the organization. Yeah, absolutely right, Phil. And yes, we, we have talked about that from you know, various angles in the past. Um, I think the really interesting point about this is uh, if you look at, um, okay, yes, it's right to do those at, at, at different levels for all the reasons you've just said, but if you think about uh, the quality or the impact of your development, um, and, and obviously everybody wants to get the best possible return on investment from their development spend and have that uh, intervention be effective, then the question of whether you're doing it across all levels is a major driver of whether development is effective at any level. Mm. So what I mean by that is let's say you are, uh, and this is a very common thing, we'll get asked to do some development. Uh, we need some middle-level manager you know, coaching or, or a group program run there because they need work in, in these various aspects. So let's, in other words, it's being done in isolation at that level. Well, one of the biggest drivers as to whether that will actually be effective or not is whether those people's managers are involved in any way in the development program. And, and put bluntly, if they are not, which is the most common scenario, mm. the chances are that that development, even though it could be the best development program in the world, will not be effective in terms of transferring back into application in the workplace because those managers, the, those people's managers are not involved. Right. So that's a pretty big reason for, for, you know, first of all, if you want any development to work, you need to ask, is it being done at all levels? And and when we're talking about what's being done at all levels, I mean, are we talking about coaching people so they can do their job better or are we talking about making them better leaders or is it a bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both, Phil. Um, the, you know, the, the issue, for example, of um, making them better leaders uh, is really all about so so let's let's say I'll, I'll tell you what actually happens most of the time in a lot of development programs that we've run is that you know the people go through the program um, they get some great stuff um, they start to learn some great things but the very first thing they do when they start learning about this stuff is point their fingers upwards and go well why aren't these jokers doing it mm. <laughs> right so so the, the the more senior leaders sort of start to get judged by those people who are going through the development. And if they are not practicing the sort of very things that these these lower level people are learning, then immediately the status and the respect that they are held in sort of diminishes. Yeah. It's a credibility uh, issue, isn't it, really? Yeah, they lose credibility. They really lose credibility. Um, now, I'm not saying that, you know, all leadership development has to be the same content all the way through. I think we've talked about that in, in previous discussions. Obviously, you know, more senior leaders are going to need development and, and where coaching's great is it can be focused on those individual needs. Um, they're going to need develop in a development in different things. But um, there are some very core 
uh, leadership capabilities that need to be flowing right across the organisation. And as I said, if more senior people are not practising what these lower, you know, more junior people are learning, then, you know, the question, people sort of say, well, why on earth are they in that position if they're not doing this very stuff that we're being trained to do? Mm. Um, so it's a little bit of a, you know, it becomes a dilemma. So you talked about the importance that you know that you that at every level that the, the the boss I guess is is involved. Yes. So because uh, the danger is otherwise it is just a a project in isolation. And uh, what, so what sort of problems can that throw up? Well, probably the biggest one that jumps to mind, Phil, is the fact that it, it's it's when people go back to work from their development, you know, whether that's a coaching in you know, uh, uh, meeting they've had or whether it's a group program that they've been on. Um, if they then get back into the workplace and, you know, let's say 300 emails later and a whole bunch of stuff from the boss operationally and whatever uh, comes into, you know, their their consciousness, which it most often does, uh, then, you know, a lot of what they've learned on the development program is just out the window. Mm. Um, you know, the, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't ever see the light of day because, you know, it was a really good idea at the time, but I'm back to business as usual. So we've actually got a, um, a concept that we call the welcome back to work meeting. And we try and make it a formal part of any uh, group coaching programs in particular that we're doing, but, but it's equally applicable to individual coaching. And that is where once that development, uh, you know, engagement has happened, the person goes back and conducts a welcome back to work meeting with their boss. Yeah. And the objective is to not only talk about what was covered in the program and what they learned, but more importantly, what they're planning to do as a result, and then asking the manager for their input and certainly their support and coaching, if you like, to help that get applied. Um, Now, if you can do that, we've actually found where the managers are actually committed and are actively part of the program uh, in that way the chances of then things transferring back into application multiply massively because the manager's actually part of it and has got their eye on the well, ball. Well, it stands to reason, doesn't it? Because, I mean, you are telling people or teaching people uh, how to do things and, in a different way and how to, how to think differently. If you go back to an environment where you're the only person who's thinking like that, then it's that that's a tough gig, isn't it? Because you've, you've actually got to ch- tell everyone else. You've got to do the second part of the job, which is you've almost got to do that, that coaching yourself because you've got to teach everyone else how to think in this new way as well. And that's not really your job to do that. You do. And, and this comes back to the quality and the impact of any form of development you know we've all it's a bit of a cliche but you know one of the best ways to learn something yourself is to have to teach someone else about Mm, it yeah um so so taking that back into the workplace whether it's the welcome back to work meeting with the boss or obviously if it's taking things back to your own teams and even peers and having to explain that it's a, it's really a great way of embedding that learning in the, you know in the person who's been receiving the development. So um, yeah, we talk about cascading of learning a lot, and you know it's an easy throwaway line to say yes, you should be cascading things back through the organisation. Mm. Uh, but this is where you know a coaching approach as opposed to a training approach is the right way to go because even the even the the manager who's being coached, uh, if they've got to go back and not just train their people on it, but actually coach each individual person on the sort of concepts that they've learned, it forces them to look at, you know, different styles of people, different scenarios, and and really flex the approach they're taking right. to suit 
uh, each individual. And that's a really powerful thing for any leader to need to learn how to do in their general leadership skills, let alone, you know, cascading learning. Yeah. So in other words, it is cascading then, is that you start at the top and it's almost like, uh, you know, training the trainer sort of approach. Well, uh, it, it can be, Phil. I, I'm cautious to say it has to start at the top, though, because, mm. you know, if, if you think about it, the welcome back to work meeting is actually, you know, pushing learning upwards. The other way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other and, way. And, and the, the other, the reason I asked that question was, you also hit the problem, don't you, that, um, you know, what happens if somewhere along that, through that cascading effect, somebody's just not very good at uh, that particular skill? I mean, it stops the cascading right there and then, doesn't it? Y- yes, it does. And and uh, this is, again, where taking a generic sort of uh, sheep dip approach, as we call it in Australia, <laughs> to, to learning, where you just basically put everyone through the same process uh, simply doesn't work because, you know, it's been proven time and time again, you know, you and I could look at exactly the same piece of information and we'll see it completely differently uh, because we're different people, obviously, and we all know that. But, you know, how we actually apply that in our workplaces is a different thing, and, and this is a great example. So when you sheep deep people in learning, um, yes, it's going to resonate really well with some people, but then you'll have the others who just don't get it. And if the development is not adapted to suit their style, their specific context, you know, who they are as a person, how they learn. Um, if that's not done. It'll just not go anywhere from that point. And you're right, that person then becomes the, the blockage or the constraint on that learning actually cascading anywhere else. Right. So, uh, so that's where, you know, the, the, the coaching approach, I know I bang on about this all the time, Phil, but a coaching approach is, is individualized, meaning that it's not only about the individual's learning needs, it's also about how they learn and their specific context, which is going to be different from the next person along and the next person. Right. You're allowed to bang on about it, by the way, because it's what you do. <laughs> well, but, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm passionate about it. So there you go. <laughs> so it's it's getting tailored according to the individual. I guess it's also getting tailored according to, you know, your role within the organization and perhaps your degree of senior, seniority as well. So how do you adapt it based on your, you know, different levels within the organization? Yes. Well, well look, there's there's a, there's a few elements to this, but we, we talked uh, recently about the the different content obviously that happens at different levels of learning uh sorry different levels of leadership and and you know people say oh well obviously a ceo needs to be learning different things than a frontline manager right well Mm -hmm. well yes um they do but i can tell you there are also as i've already said there are also some very core leadership elements that apply at any level um and they're the sorts of things that we would really like to get a common leadership language around right throughout the organization so let me give you an example uh, i think we talked about time and priority management in a recent discussion yeah um, the way we go about doing that the way we determine what is truly important to us as a business um, and and equally how we deal with the distraction of urgent things that is a you know, universal problem throughout the entire organization. If we can get some common leadership language on something like that, that's practiced right throughout, boy, that takes us to another whole dimension of performance, right? Um, Emotional intelligence is another topic, you know, the getting superior results with and through other people. It doesn't matter whether you're the CEO or the frontline leader, you need to be able to do those things effectively. So um, from that perspective, that development of a common leadership language on those very core things is a really critical element I'd see uh, to you know 
creating that sort of performance culture right across the organization, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So finally, just, I mean, how many organizations get this? Because I, I can imagine most organizations would say, oh, look, you know, if you're talking about developing leadership, that is that is something for the top. You know, that's for the that's for the senior management team and, uh, and maybe their direct reports, some sort of succession plan. But beyond that, we don't need it. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, look, to be fair, let me say, you know, it's easy to criticize what's going on at the moment. Um, and it's easy for me to say, right, you should have a coaching approach at all levels right? Um, Call it enterprise-wide coaching, if you like. But the problem is, and this is to be fair to organizations and in particular organizational development people, um, you know, take the front line of leaders. There are potentially thousands of those in large organizations. So it it has been very difficult for organizations to to provide the sort of development that people need at that level. Um, You know, and typically it's either been, well, we do no development, and the way people develop it down at that front line is to learn from their leaders, um, which is all very well, as long as those leaders that they're learning from are doing the right thing, right? Mm, uh, and, yeah. are, and are performing the way you would want them to do. And that's a big call across a large number of leaders. Um, or it, it's, it's tended to be the sort of, as we call it, sheep dip program. And we've talked about that before, where it's look one and done. Let's get, it, get as many people in for as short amount of time as we possibly can. And we've kind of ticked that box. Um, so when you say how many organizations get this, I think many organizations, you know, do spend an awful lot of money uh, trying to develop their leaders. So let's be fair to that. But the, where it falls over is that, unfortunately, if you're not taking that individualized context coaching, context-specific coaching-based approach, um, you're not going to be getting the return on investment of that dollars in the most of sense. And I would say most organizations struggle to get the sort of ROI that they're looking for from their development. So um, the ability to enterprise-wide coach is a pretty new thing. We're very proud of being able to offer that to our clients, I know. But um, I'd say that's really the next evolution in leadership development uh, for organizations to consider. And because it's new, there's not a lot of them doing it yet, Phil. But yeah. we hope that'll change in the near future. Yeah, well, let's hope so. And uh, a big change it will make, I'm sure, to, to many organizations. So leadership at all levels. Very good. Thanks for your time. That's great, Phil. Great to talk to you, and uh, we'll talk again soon. You know, I've worked for a lot of companies in my checkered past. I just wish Rod Barmer had been advising them about culture and productivity, how different they would have been. Now, we continue on performance culture next time when we look at inclusion and diversity. Is it something we do because it just seems right, or can it really increase productivity if it's done in the right way? And if so, what is the right way? That's next time on the Executive Central Podcast. I'm Phil Dobby. I'll catch you then.